Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free. Intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Taking you home each and every afternoon right here on 106.1 FM, 4 to 6 weekdays. Yeah, you're right. 
Uh, you can check us out on the uh, iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Take us with you anywhere. Nash FM 106.1 on the World Wide Web as well as ericasher.com. The podcast available on all the major podcasting platforms. Our home base is Anchor. Uh, you can check out the uh, podcast usually about 20 minutes after the program ends. And, of course, our, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, and also Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, sports director at Fox 8 Sports, Juan Kincaid, will join us on the show. Our first broadcast is Thursday at 1 p.m. on LAE, also live streaming on the WLAE TV YouTube page. There's a rebroadcast on WLAE TV at 6 p.m. on Thursday night on The Deuce, WLAE TV, TV 2 at uh, 10 p.m. And then Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, 2 a.m. on The Deuce every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com, always on uh, social media platforms, and always on the WLAE TV YouTube page. On today's program, Alec Cassell, the Bird Rights, will join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll talk Pelicans with him. Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC Podcast will join us at 535 today. And we'll talk about uh, everything SEC with him. We'll also get us some Pels and Saints. Uh, we'll talk about Oklahoma and also uh, Texas petitioning to get into the SEC officially. Uh, all that will happen at around 535 this afternoon. But let's get it started. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on uh, out there right now. Uh, just some quick headlines for you, and then we'll jump into some content. Willie Green has been introduced as the head coach of New Orleans Pelicans. That happened in a press conference this morning at about 11 a.m. Uh, not much from the press conference, i got to be honest with you. I mean, uh, really not a lot of uh, more than salutations, more than anything else. That's it. Didn't get anything from it. Didn't talk about much. Uh, then, you know, a little bit about Willie Green believes in defense and, you know, something we already knew that he's going to coach again out of, you know, trying to get uh, personal and have relationships with the uh, the players. Uh, other than that, really not much really to talk about. Uh, he did mention uh, that, again, the, the coaching staff would be comprised of uh, members of the current coaching staff that I'm sure have been signed off on by David Griffin and Trajan Langdon. Uh, he did not mention anything about uh, uh, Sam Mitchell, who we've been reporting now for a couple of weeks, is going to be the top assistant uh, for Willie Green. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, Birmingham is, is the G League team for the Pelicans. They now have a nickname. It's called the Squadron. Uh, also a logo. Looks pretty, pretty cool. Uh, they're the new G League team. They'll start play this year uh, down in Birmingham after being in Erie for a couple of years. Uh, and, look, the proximity between here and Birmingham is really good for the team. Uh, because you can bring G-League players back and forth very, very quickly if necessary. Also, again, you're, you're spreading out your base in terms of the southeast uh, with, again, Birmingham having this team. There was a lot of talk that maybe Mississippi would be a good spot for it, maybe Gulfport, Biloxi, et cetera. Uh, but Birmingham seems to be a good spot, and uh, they've, they're redoing their arena. Uh, down in Birmingham to make it one of the would probably they're, they're saying would probably be one of the best arenas in, in all of the G League. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Of course, yesterday we talked extensively about it. We'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, the Pelicans have traded uh, Eric Bledsoe and uh, also Stephen Adams. Uh, they they uh, they get the uh, 17th pick and, and the 40th pick in the uh, 2021 draft uh, from uh, from the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they also send a uh, the top 10 protected, um, I'm sorry, they, they, they sent the 10th and, and the 40th pick uh, to, the, uh, to the Grizzlies uh, and, uh, in this draft and also uh, a top 10 protected 2022 Lakers number one pick that was part of the Anthony Davis deal. 
Um, and, of course, uh, they get the 17th pick back. And uh, also uh, Jonas Val- 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 Valenzuensis uh, is also part of the deal. Uh, and, of course, the, pay- the Pels have created about $36 million in cap room. Uh, that means now they have picks number 17, 34, 43, 51, and 53 in Thursday's draft. Uh, the rumors keep swirling. I'm not buying into these rumors, but where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Uh, but a lot of rumors out there that Brandon Ingram has been mentioned in, 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 in trades, uh, specifically with the Miami Heat. Now, look, uh, is that a possibility? I think anybody, anything's a possibility right now. I think anybody but Zion is probably the only player that's off limits in terms of a trade. Uh, is it likely? I wouldn't think so. I think Brandon Ingram is part of what they, what they would like to do unless they got a, a blockbuster offer they could not refuse. Um, been a lot of talk that Dragic has been mentioned in the, in the, um, in the conversation. Dragic goes back to, to again, Griffin's time uh, in Phoenix. Uh, Tyler Hero was also mentioned as part of, the, part of a deal. Uh, the Pelicans seem to have some interest in Duncan Robinson, who is a free agent this year, uh, that he cannot be part of the deal because he's a free agent. Uh, so we'll see how that play, plays out. Also, the Pelicans have been mentioned uh, as suitors for uh, uh, Kyle Lowry. Look, I'm, I'm not enamored with him, and I'm just going to say why. It's 35 years old. If, if he was 30, okay, I, I might be more interested in him. You know, this now lightning in a bottle thing that you ought to, ought to, again, you're going to give up $30 million for three years for a 35-year-old guard, okay, simply because the Phoenix Suns were able to catch lightning in a bottle with CP3. I mean, again, does that mean that history is going to repeat itself here in New Orleans? I, I, don't, I don't think so. You know, so you're going to go put $90 million in, in, into Kyle Lowry when maybe you could go a little bit younger? And I'm not talking about young like they are now where, again, you got guys that have won two, three years out of college, but I'm talking about a veteran player. Um, I just think that, again, you know, you get into to that, that 35, 36-year-old territory, guys start to break down. And uh, we saw Chris Paul breaking down. This is just one of those years where Chris Paul was able to, to, to really push through it. Um, again, that's been, that's been talked about. Uh, Chris Hogan, it, it is uh, official, uh, 33-year-old, former Jet, former New England Patriot. He has been signed by the Saints. Uh, again, uh, he is it more of a slot player than, than again, a, an actual wideout. Has uh, caught 216 passes for 2,795 yards and 18 touchdowns in the regular season. He's got 34 catches and 542 yards and four touchdowns in the playoffs. He's a veteran guy. We'll see how it plays out. He was playing uh, professional lacrosse when the when the uh, the Saints signed him. Uh, the Saints have officially put Michael Thomas on the pup list. Although, uh, again, it's like that's like six weeks. We're talking four months of rehab for uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, also, Derek Kelly is on the non-football injury list uh, for, for the Saints. They signed also Kendall Donison, uh, who is the guy that, you know, again, he's camp fodder at this point. He's a guy that, uh, you know, uh, had a cup of coffee with a couple teams in the NFL, uh, has never really been more than a camp body. We'll see if, again, he can emerge. Also, we mentioned yesterday that the, the Saints had signed cornerback Brian Poole, who was more of a slot corner. Uh, there's a lot of talk that CJGJ uh, is a uh, uh, Gardner Johnson is going to um, uh, be tried at the outside uh, cornerback position. You know, again, you're talking about a guy, and I mentioned this yesterday, that has been one of the top inside slot corners slash safeties, strong safeties, in, in, in the NFL. Uh, he has made a name for himself close to the line of scrimmage, uh, getting physical receivers off the line of scrimmage, and, of course, the ability to be able to support uh, the run as well. 
Um, and now you want to put him on the outside. Uh, maybe it's an experimentation that works. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, but again, why mess with success is what I'm saying. When you got one of the best at their position, why would you move him to another position? Makes no sense to me. But we'll see how it plays out on Thursday as they go to camp. No word on Quan Alexander. I'm really surprised uh, that again that that you know, he visited with the Saints. Uh, you know, came in uh, supposedly again. Uh, I didn't check his icon on his uh, on his Twitter feed today, but when I checked it last over the weekend, it still had the Saints uniform on there. So maybe there's some hope there. But I mean, camp is what two days away, and Quan Alexander has not been signed by the by the Saints. Uh, also, Texas and Oklahoma formally in, uh, informed the Big 12 they're leaving the conference, uh, and uh, now they're asking for admittance into the SEC. 11 of 14 schools must uh, be in favor of the uh, expansion and admittance for that to happen. And, of course, finally, uh, before we go to break, Caesars, we mentioned this yesterday, official naming rights partner of the Saints and the Superdome. Uh, I remember uh, I mentioned this a while back that, uh, there was a lot of talk that Caesars, well, the brand Caesars was going to replace the Harris brand uh, on the casino here in New Orleans. That is going to happen as well. It is a $138 million uh, deal, dollar deal over 20 years. Uh, the, again, there's a lot going into this deal that, again, that most people, that, again, has not been publicized yet. That will happen over, over time here, including again, uh, the, the, the renaming and rebranding of, of, the, of the Caesars Casino in New Orleans. What will be happening up in North Louisiana as well with their property there, uh, as well as, again, the ability to be able to have sports betting here in New Orleans. And uh, kiosk uh, in the Dome. Uh, with that Caesars brand on it. So a lot of things happening there. Uh, Caesars, again, seems to be committed to the city. Uh, a 20-year deal at about 138, $138 million in, in totality uh, of that deal. All right. We'll take a break. We come back and I'll talk a little bit about Willie Green. We'll talk about the Pelicans, all that coming up here on the program in this first segment. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about um, what's going on uh, uh, with uh, the, the Pels, with Alec Gassel, the bird rights. He will join us uh, at 435 this afternoon. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Boy, it is hot outside. We're not even getting a break. I mean, we had a little rainstorm the night before last just because of the heat was so was so intense. Uh, but, again, we've got no relief. And uh, if your AC breaks down, man, I tell you what, now's not the time. It's not even healthy not to have AC in your home right now. If you need help, Burkhart's there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. They answer the phone 24-7, uh, strategically set up, uh, uh, having trucks all over the metropolitan area so they can get to you quickly. Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. For a company you can trust with your AC system, when it breaks down or if you're in the market for a new system, think Burkhart, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. This report is sponsored by... Audible. Summer is here, and Audible is ready. Whether it's about road trips or just a return to your daily commute, stream bestsellers, new releases, great originals, and podcasts all in one app. Try it free for 30 days at audible.com. Look out for a stalled vehicle on the right shoulder on 10 westbound at Williams. It has delays heavy on 10 westbound from Clearview to Williams. Also look out for delays that are steady on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Be mindful of delays if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection from the Chapatula St. Peter's exit to the Camp Street exit. And if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, look out for backups from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. 
Where can I get a nice cold beer and a view of the hottest girls in town? Nowhere else but Visions Men's Club serving $2 beer all day and all week long. Beat the heat and inflation at Visions on Dalman Road, where all the smart locals go. Your bachelor party headquarters open from 11 a.m. until the cock crows. Traffic is brought to you by Visions Men's Club, serving $2 beer all day and all week long. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6, each and every weekday, taking you home right here on 106.1 FM. Huge 24 hours for the Pelicans as they, again, try to change the perception of the front office and the organization. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Look, first of all, I give credit to David Griffin for, for recognizing his mistakes and attempting to correct those mistakes. I'm going to say that out, uh, right out the box here. Um, but with that said, he still needs to be held accountable for the mistakes and the cost it has taken to get out of the errors of his short tenure here in New Orleans. And that's the truth. I mean, I see a lot of people just giving him a pass right now. There's no pass here. Okay, you made the mistakes. So now, again, to get out of those mistakes, it's, it's, gonna, it's costly. You're giving up assets that should have been used to, again, make this team better. Not, again, making up for the mistakes that you made to try to get back to ground zero. And that's where we are right now. Now, Griffin blew it, okay? Uh, last season, he gave up cap flexibility. He brought in two players, and Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams, who weren't a fit. 
you've got a young roster uh, that, uh, again, that, that needed leadership. Those guys did not provide it. They didn't fit into Stan Van Gundy's system. Both were supposed to be culture-driving veterans, supposed to take a leadership role on and off the court with J.J. Redick, who was acquired in free agency the, the season before. And let's face it. I mean, let's be honest about it. All three never lived up to the expectations, whether it's on the floor with their player in the locker room, and especially Bledsoe. You know, when Bledsoe came here, look, I was one of the guys that said, man, this, this is not bad. You gave up Drew Holiday, who was, again, a, a defensive stopper, and you got a guy that was a two-time all-NBA all NBA player. All, I'm sorry, all-NBA defensive player. In, in his last two years in Milwaukee. But, again, he didn't want to be here. He was a cancer. He just didn't fit with, when, when you start talking about, uh, where, you know, where, where he was. He, he wasn't a defensive player of the year. Um, he, was a defensive, I'm sorry, he wasn't a defensive player that we thought he would be. Uh, he left his game in Milwaukee. And that's pretty honest. He just didn't play up to, to again, the expectations of him here in New Orleans. Uh, when you talk about Adams, he wasn't a cancer here. Okay, you can't say anything bad about Stephen Adams. He just didn't fit with Zion. Uh, the problem with him was getting him and then extended him for two more seasons. I mean, that's, that's the issue. Took away all the cap flexibility issues that, that, the, the, that, that all the cap flexibility the Pelicans had and became an issue, especially, again, at the trading deadline. So the pressure is on Griff to erase his mistakes, to make a splash this summer, uh, to regain the confidence of the fan base and the media. You know, I'm vocal. There are some media members out there, they'll say one thing uh, in private, another thing in, in public. I'm out there telling you like it is, just the way it is on this program. I don't sugarcoat anything. Okay, and I'm not sitting here again taking up for David Griffin. There was a time when I was throwing bouquets at him and, again, thinking he was the greatest thing since sliced bread until, again, the shroud was pulled back. And we see exactly what's going on. You know, again, this is a bottom-line business, results, professional sports. It's the way it is. So he's got to make a, a splash this summer to regain the confidence of, again, the fan base and the media. Three coaches, three seasons, uh, and, and those buyouts. With those buyouts and the three coaches, three seasons, I gotta, I gotta believe that that patience is waning in the upper management ownership of the Pelicans. And if it isn't, let me say this, ladies and gentlemen, there's a bigger problem at hand. Okay, if you see the mistakes and the missteps of David Griffin over the last three seasons, and if management is happy with that, they're okay with that. That's a bigger problem. Hopefully, that's not the case. Now, as I mentioned before, I think Griff has to be commended for quickly attempting to correct his mistakes. But as stated, he ain't getting a pass right here. No way, no how. Those corrections cost his team assets. Assets that were supposed to be used to get better, not to erase mistakes. See, that's not the way this was supposed to be. We went through this with Dell Demps. We've seen this movie before. Pels gave up the number 10 pick in the draft. Now, we have no idea who's going to be available at 10. But let me say this. If it is a future superstar, uh, that pick swap is going to haunt Griff forever. I said it before, okay? The, the goal is to be a playoff team, to be a championship team, to be on a championship run. Uh, this may be the last year the Pelicans are in the lottery. It better be the last year the Pelicans are in the lottery. So you got a top 10 pick. You're giving it away now. And part of the, the swap you're getting away, so again, so you can get rid of, of, again, dead weight, guys that just didn't fit, mistakes that you made. They dropped down seven spots to 17. Now, look, it's supposed to be a deep draft. They could land a player that can end up helping them. You know, a Kispert from Gonzaga. A lot of people talking about Cam Thomas out of LSU, two guys that can score. Kispert's a four-year player uh, at Gonzaga, so he guess he's an older player that's coming into the NBA. And, of course, Cam Thomas was a freshman phenom who could shoot it from anywhere. Maybe all's forgiven if, they, if, again, they bring in somebody at 17 that's an immediate impact on this team. They swap their second-round picks. 
Uh, again, 40 for 51. But they were able to keep 34, which is, which is key because that's a high second-round pick. Now their picks, um, 17, 34, 43, 51, 53. I don't see them keeping all those picks. Maybe they, they, they do a stash, a draft and stash like the San Antonio Spurs have done with some European players and bring those bad guys back later on. Maybe, again, they're trading those picks uh, to try to get better with veterans or maybe, again, trying to be able to uh, parlay these in those pit into picks later on. This did cost them next year's Lakers top 10 pick, protected pick, though. Uh, as part of the Anthony Davis deal. It was a top 10 uh, protected first-round draft, draft choice again, that, uh, was, that, that was part of the Anthony Davis deal that had to go in this deal to make this deal work. Now, now ideally, <laughs> the picks that are acquired from the Lakers for Anthony Davis or, or the Bucks for Drew Holiday are supposed to be used to get better, not to erase bad decisions of the recent past. That was not the reason why you gave up on, again, two uh, superstars, a guy that was thought to be once in a generation in Anthony Davis, and Drew Holiday, who was, again, the heartbeat of this team, the face of this team in a lot of cases, uh, and both guys go on to win championships, integral parts of those team-winning championships, and the thing you got back from them in the most part were draft picks. Now, the players you got, again, I've always said since the beginning, assets. If they don't work out here, you cut bait with them, you move off of them. Griffin has done that with Adams and Bledsoe. Did not work, moved off quickly. I commend him for that. But again, you can't be giving up these draft picks that we're hoarding right now just to be able to, again, make up for mistakes that you've made in the recent past. That's not why they were there. It's not why you acquired them. The trade freed up $36 million in cap space. It gives the Pels the cap, the, the, the cap flexibility that uh, Griff squandered in the Drew Holiday trade. Now, the commitment to uh, Jonas uh, Valanciunas is a one-year, $14 million deal. So if it doesn't work out, the Pels can move on after this season. Again, cap flexibility here. Look, he's a big who can rebound uh, as well or better than Adams. He's one of the top offensive rebounders in all the, in all the NBA. He's a better free-throw shooter than Adams. He has more of a shooting range than Adams. He's as good at the pick-and-roll as Adams is, and he can extend the floor uh, but it doesn't have to be in the paint to be effective. So, again, that's all the things that maybe Adams wasn't that, that Valanciunas is. Now, look, he could be a boom or a bust acquisition and could be moved in a future deal. Well, it could be moved this year. It's not out the realm of the possibility that, again, he is a, he is a placeholder right now and could be moved in a future deal, or he could be here for the entire season. I will say this. I'll give him credit where credit is due. Griff pulled a rabbit out of his hat on this one. He erased the Bledsoe-Adams debacle. He fired Stan Van Gundy and traded J.J. Redick. So now almost a cleaning of the slate and the stench of the bad deals for the, for the Pelicans under his watch. But again, at a significant cost. At a significant cost. Again, um, trading out of, a, out of a top 10 pick in the lottery in a, in a very, very good deep draft. And, and also giving up a protected top 10 pick as part of the Anthony Davis deal from the Lakers. Came at a cost. Now, where are we? Well, he's got to get it right. No more mistakes, no more missteps. Nobody's going to be dazzled by his vocabulary anymore or his vision uh, in, in this particular market. That has sailed. As I said, the shroud has been pulled back on, on, on David Griffin. Probably better that he lets Trajan Langdon be the front guy from now on because nobody's buying what he's selling anymore. Nobody. Nobody. Only thing that matters up to this point is results. Period. The end. 
disappear at the end. He will get the fan base back. He'll get the media back. He'll get this talk show host back if ultimately he proves that, again, those were missteps and not what we can expect from David Griffin going forward when it comes to, again, acquiring talent for this team. He blew it, plain and simple. He blew it. So he's got to win the fan base back because right now he looks like a charlatan who opened up the piggy bank to erase his mistakes. Anybody can do that. Just like anybody can pick Zion Williamson. That ain't hard. So we'll see how it plays out. Willie Green has been introduced as the new Pelicans head coach. They're third and third in three years under the Griffin regime. Now, what do, we, what do we know about Willie Green? We don't know much more about Willie Green uh, before the press conference than, again, after the press conference. He said he's going to stress defense. He said he's a player's coach. He said he's going to coach from a position of love, relating to players. Uh, he said he's going to r- absorb the Pelicans coaching staff that Griff wants to retain and more than likely, again, get a head coach, a former head coach, to be his top assistant. Again, we've talked about Sam Mitchell on this program for over a week and a half now. Uh, that, again, but that was not mentioned by Green nor Griffin today, neither one. Griff has his rookie head coach, somebody he can quote-unquote collaborate with. Based on Griff's veteran uh, personnel, uh, player personnel moves that have blown up in his face and cost this, this franchise, again, precious assets to erase them, my hope is, his influence on minutes, rotation, and development are limited. Can I give you the tail of the tape? 0-3, J.J. Bled and, and Adams. 0-2 on coaches, Gentry and Stan Van Gundy. Not a very good track record thus far to have him dabbling in minutes played, rotations, and how players should be developed. As honest as I can put it, the clock is ticking on, on, on Zion and the Griffin regime especially after the missteps of the last two seasons. It's nothing different than what we've seen from Dell Demps, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you right now, this is the same movie over again. Only difference is, at this point, it looks like Griff may have gotten out of the mistakes that he made with, uh, with uh, Bledsoe and Adams. Again, but at a cost. At a cost. The time for patience is over. Honestly, it's over. It's time for Griff to get it right or get a realtor. And that's plain and simple, ladies and gentlemen. Get it right or get yourself a good realtor because you ain't going to be here long. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Alec Sell, the bird rights, is going to join us on the program. We'll get his take on Willie Green, the trade, everything else going on. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Stick around. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apathy. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Asher once again talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is a time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. 
That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhardt will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhardt about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glut for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. It's critical that our community donate blood this summer. Fact check. If you had COVID and are feeling better, donate. There's a blood shortage. Fact check. If you've received the COVID vaccine, you can donate. Fact check. If you don't get the vaccine, you can still donate. See a trend? As long as you're feeling well, COVID or the vaccine won't stop you from saving a life. Give blood today. Visit thebloodcenter.org for more details and to find a donation location near you. The Blood Center, this is how life flows. Text us to receive up to five marketing texts sent via automated technology to your number. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Membership automatically renews. Cancel anytime. Hi, you ever heard of Beachbody On Demand? <laughs> Hold on a second. Here is your free membership. I'm Carl Deichler, the CEO of Beachbody, and I just sent a free membership to another customer. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to anyone who texts me right now to try our new Beachbody On Demand fitness and nutrition app. Just text the word JOIN to 303030 to get instant access to all $8,000 of our best-selling fitness programs, like 21 Day Fix, Insanity, P90X, T20, and Pio. These programs really work, and this is your one chance to try them for free. Just text the word JOIN to 303030. That's J-O-I-N to 303030 right now, and I'll send you your own free membership. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Joining us on the program now from uh, The Bird Rights. Each and every week he's on the program with us, Ali Cassell. Ali, how are you? Okay, do we have Ali? Okay. All righty. <laughs> Let me tell you about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline in Metairie. Uh, Family-owned and operated since 1972. They're your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. Folks, they offer a large selection of tires that will fit every single budget. I'm telling you, you want high-end tires, they got you covered. You're looking for something, again, that's maybe a you know a, a medium in, in terms of cost or, again, something that's affordable, they got you covered. Uh, first of all, uh, when it comes to tires and wheels up to 30 inches, uh, everything everything that, that they've got is, is available for you. Uh, again, uh, and, of course, financing. 
uh, to, to be able to get those over time, to pay those over time also as well. If you've got damaged rims, they can fix those damaged rims for you. Make them good as new. Also, if you've got a problem with the, with the vehicle and you're out, you're out of warranty with the uh, dealership, bring it on over to Southern Tire. Same ASC certified technicians, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealerships without the dealership prices. It's really a one-stop shop for your automotive needs right there at Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. They're at Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Uh, and, again, you can check them out at southerntire.com. Check out, again, the tires. Uh, they got a diagnostic page for uh, any issues you have with your vehicle. You can put it in there and try, try to figure out, again, what's going on there. Uh, bring it on over to Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. That's up. That's uh, Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program from the Bird Rights is Ali Cassell. Ali, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. It's a good, been a good 24 hours for Pelicans fans. Yep, not not bad at all. Not bad at all. Uh, and, and and let's jump into it. First of all, uh, you know me. I'm not giving Griff a pass here. Uh, Griff was able to make up for the mistakes that, that he made last season. It came at a cost. You gave up the 10th overall pick. You dropped down to 17. Uh, you, you, again, you're in a situation where you gave up next year's 2022 protected Laker pick. Uh, and so, again, it came at a cost. It wasn't like, again, but, but with that said, uh, it opened up about $36 million in cap space. You brought in a center that may fit your, your system a little bit more or a guy that can be used as an asset to be able to bring in other talent. So, again, I give him credit uh, for, again, getting out of the bad deals that he got into originally. I'd like to get your take on that. Yeah, Eric, I'm, I'm also kind of in the same boat, and I think he really did a good job considering addressing the issues. There were several. He was able to do it in one fell swoop, right? He removed both, both bad contracts and shipped them off to Memphis. Of course, Eric Bledsoe and Stephen Adams, who did not work. And for a team where you've got to make the playoffs, Zion Williamson has to make the playoffs in his third year. You needed to move on from both of those players, and he did, and replaced them with, with what is one of the better centers in the league. Uh, a great offensive talent, actually. He can make shots from anywhere on the court. He's got a post game. He's a smart player. You know, he, 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 I feel like he was, may have been at times last year Memphis's best player. So it's kind of a surprise to see Memphis let go of him. But right. in addition to that, opening up the space, as you said, Eric, 36 million. It's obvious, like I said, the Pelicans need to make vast changes to the roster because it wasn't just Stan Van Gundy. That was the issue. It was, of course, that starting lineup. So now they're going to be able to bring in a Kyra Lowry or maybe somebody else. You know, for instance, today I'm hearing there's possibly a chance that uh, Indiana Pacers would be interested in Lonzo Ball, who I think is going mm-hmm. to be moving on. I don't think there's no way they bring him back and uh, keep him on, on any kind of long-term deal. Uh, for Malcolm Brogdon, um, there's also now Damian mm-hmm. Lillard is seemingly getting close to requesting a trade. Um, and, of course, there's Dennis Schroeder, uh, Spencer Dinway. There's a lot of point cards out there. The Pelicans got to get one of the better ones, if not, you know, one of the best ones for next season. Otherwise, it makes this all for naught, right? Getting a win now player and sacrificing future assets for Jonas Valanciunas. But I think that template is there, copying Phoenix. And Willie Green alluded to that today to where he kind of sees a similar scenario and situation. So I think Griff's turning the right knobs at this time. Right. You can't, you can't forgive him for past transgressions. But at least he's righted the ship quickly, and he's now reshaping the entire team and the roster. So that's good news. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Um, again, uh, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people want to just jump fast forward and not, and not, again, hold him accountable for the mistakes that were made. 
I give him credit. Again, it looks like he's gotten out of it. Now let's see what's going to happen going forward uh, when, when it comes to this, to this team. Uh, Willie Green, we'll get back to the, uh, the, the player personnel situation in a moment. Willie Green was introduced as the head coach of the Pelicans. Your thoughts? Yeah, two things really stood out. It's that comment I referred to. He said that this situation really reminds him a lot of Phoenix, and he agreed with Griffin that he feels like this is a sleeping giant, like the Suns, who came really out of nowhere and turned had one of the most impressive turnarounds I've seen in the NBA to where a floundering team goes on a super deep playoff run. I mean, they came within two games of winning the finals. And so I think the talent is here in New Orleans. I've commented on it ad nauseum. Um, Eric, to where this team beat all the top teams last year. Not even the good teams could say that. They beat everybody but the Brooklyn Nets inside the top ten. So you know the talent is there. It's just getting that consistency, of course, addressing the weaknesses, like your best players not playing defense and such, closing out in clutch minutes, to where I think Willie Green has seen how it's done, you know, both in his stops with the Warriors and uh, Phoenix, and he's going to be able to translate some of that to this locker room. And you feel confident he's going to be able to reach them too, right? When he speaks, you know, we knew that he's a genuine guy from all the articles written about him or players or people like Steve Kerr and Monty Williams talking on his behalf. But actually seeing it up close and in person, I genuinely think he's going to be able to reach everyone in that locker room, unlike what Sam Van Gundy was able to do. With that said, he said today that he's going to retain uh, part of the staff, or at least, again, the, the staff that's here, and I'm sure it's, that's the staff that Langdon and, and, and Griff uh, and Swin Cash have decided, again, they want to hold on to. Most people believe it's going to be Vincent and, and, and Teresa Weatherspoon. Uh, no word on, again, uh, whether he's going to have a former head coach as his top assistant. We keep hearing Sam Mitchell. Uh, that, that was not brought up today. What are you hearing? Yeah, I think there's going to be just more than Vincent and Teresa Witherspoon retained because today I saw Corey Brewer, developmental coach, uh, along with Casey okay. Hill and Darnell Lazari uh, there at the introductory press conference. I've got a good feeling maybe Joe Boylan will be back. He's another one who just got moved to the assistant's bench last season before he was a developmental coach. So it looks like most of the positions have been um, filled, but you're right. Fletcher Mackle asked specifically a question, is anybody seeking on bringing in somebody with head, previous head coaching experience considering Willie Green's going to be a rookie head coach? And I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that's why the Sam Mitchell rumors are strong. Uh, and we've seen a success like Mike D'Antoni and, and pairing up with Steve Nash. Um, so I could envision a similar scenario of the Pelicans wanting to go down. Question, though, is who, who's it going to be? All we know at this time is that they're discussing that at this moment, really, they're probably going to try and figure that out maybe by this week's end, but if not next week. All right, let's let's discuss some of the rumors out there right now, but then I want to get into the draft if we can. Uh, rumors that Brandon Ingram has been mentioned in, in, in a trade with the Miami Heat. Uh, again, a little, little smoke out there. You think there's fire? None whatsoever. I know that this is kind of an old rumor, too, because yes. Brandon Ingram, just like everybody not named Zion Williamson, was talked about within the first month after the regular season ended. And that's what every team does. They discuss player values with other general managers, especially teams that really need to improve a lot. So I think that was just Pelicans checking out the scenery and survey, and I specifically heard the Miami Heat would like to have them. But that's as far as it got. Um, I don't think I definitely don't think there's going to be any trade, but I do know that Pelicans may have interest in Duncan Robinson and Tyler yes. Hero. They would definitely not deal him for Ingram. So no, Ingram's definitely here to stay. Uh, 
Duncan Robinson is a free agent, so they would have a chance to be able to get him on the open market if they would like. They'd have to trade for obviously Hero. Uh, there was a lot of conversation about Gordon Dragut as well, a guy that goes back to uh, uh, back to Phoenix with uh, with Griff. Uh, any any traction on that, in your opinion? Not with Dragic, no. But I do know that they like Duncan Robinson, and just like a lot of teams around the league have had their eye on him and his upcoming free agency. Because I'll tell you what, Miami isn't all too interested in really paying too much. And what I say by too much is somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 to 20 million per season. I think they want to probably stay close to that 14 to 16 million dollar range. And the reason they feel comfortable in that stance is because they feel like they've got additional uh, shooting on that squad uh, coming up behind Duncan Robinson to where they could rely on him instead of paying him that exorbitant amount. So other teams, of course, don't have that luxury. And Mm -hmm. Pelicans first and foremost, right? Finished bottom five in the three point shooting. And even though Duncan doesn't bring much, especially defensively, can you imagine how much space he would open up for Zion and Brandon? Yes. Just a player of his caliber with that gravity. And, and in addition for Giannis, Valanciunas would, would, be, would be then the uh, fourth option. That's something mm-hmm. rarely he's ever been, ever been in that kind of position. So Pelicans would be an offensive dynamo if they could acquire somebody like Duncan, I feel. But, again, I don't think it's likely to happen. I just don't see a way possible to make it. Uh, especially considering they've got their eyes on filling that point guard position with Kyle Lowry, of course, being uh, the leader in the clubhouse. Let's talk about Kyle Lowry. 35 years old. Uh, there's been talked about $30 million a year for three years. That's $90 million tied up in a 35-year-old player. Um, again, a lot of people believe that it's like trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice because CB3 was able to do it out in Phoenix. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen in New Orleans. What's your take there? I mean, is that a good investment, a 35-year-old guard giving $30 million over the next three years? It may be something that they have to do because I'm curious who number two is on their board. If they could bring in a Brogdon or bring somebody reliable, if they had enough faith in Lonzo Ball, then I would definitely walk away from any kind of deal like that. But I don't think those situations exist. So they're stuck either paying you know, Kyle Lyre that kind of sum of money or then they got to, you know, possibly take a chance on a Spencer Dinwiddie, who's coming off, you know, an ACL injury, who doesn't shoot the three ball, and he brings just as many questions as he would probably have answers for this team. And I don't think that's the direction you want to go. So, unfortunately, I, I don't like the thought of paying that because you're right, Eric. He could fall off a cliff at some point next season, right? And sure. in those last two years, it's an albatross of a contract, at least, you know, from the standpoint for a small market team like New Orleans. But I don't know, you know, of a suitable replacement. He's supposedly, you know, he had a good season shooting the three ball. He's a great leader out on the court, really knows how to get his guys in position. Mm -hmm. And one thing he does, I think, that's overlooked by a lot of people that analyze him is how much effort he exudes on every play. You know, Nick Nurse has consistently raved about how much – he's never had a player that's worked as hard as Kyle Lauer, even at his age. And you see it when he takes multiple charges in every game. So I feel like that type of – you know, characteristic will be invaluable to this Pelicans roster who let's say, frankly say it, they have problems with effort a lot of times and some more than others. So, you know, I, I'm torn, Eric. I, depends on what day you ask me. I'll probably yep. give you a different answer regarding Kyle Lauer, but I almost feel like it's a necessary evil at this point regarding from uh, the viewpoint of the, on the cap space and the books. Cut. 
Kyle Lowry, the player, does not scare me. I like all the attributes you brought up. 35 years old, and and, and again, uh, three years, 38 by the time that's uh, that the contract ends. That's the thing that scares me. Again, giving up that cap flexibility for an older player simply because again, CP3 was able to do what he did. People forget CP3's been often injured, and he just happened to put it together this year. And uh, you know, for for the Phoenix Suns, let's talk about the draft. 17, 34, 43, 51, 53. A lot of people believe they can move back to 17 because there's going to be some players there that could help them. Someone mentioned uh, Kispert out of, out of Gonzaga, Cam Thomas out of LSU. Talk, talk a bit about that 17th pick as opposed to the 10th overall pick. Yeah, with number 10, you could possibly even still get an all-star. I really like that. I've talked to you, Franz yep. Wagner. I love him I agree. to death. Some people think Josh Giddy. You know, he's going to be a good mm-hmm. to maybe a star in this league. Um, yep. And then there's others. Uh, James Booknight, et cetera. So those guys inside 10, 11, 12, the top players there, they have really, they look like they have really good careers, but the ones coming right after them are still going to be at least starters that can bring a skill or two. And that's where, you know, the Pelicans are going to be picking in that range. And I'm really hoping because they need shooting. And I know that's a priority, even in this draft, mm-hmm. um, that somebody say Corey Kispert, Trey Murphy out of Virginia or Chris Duarte out of Oregon falls to Mm -hmm. them. If they do, I think they're going to make that pick for whoever's available. If not, I think there's good reason to believe that the rumors now coming out that they may trade back will happen if none of those players are up on the board. And unfortunately, I think that includes Cameron Thomas, who I know is a bucket getter. uh, And I love Marcus Thornton's days here in New Orleans, what he did. I feel like maybe Thomas could provide the same thing, but – I'm just not certain that the Pelicans feel the same way because he's a big zero on defense. I also get vibes of Terrence Ross, who plays for the Magic, and I'm not sure that's who they want to bring into this locker room if, if you're David Griffin. What about 34? Because that, that is a high second-round pick. Yeah, that's a good one. And you've got to think you can attain somebody that's going to bring something. And if they don't get Kispert or another shooter at 17, I've got Joe Weisskamp out of Iowa circles. People feel like that's the guy you target in the second round with one of those first, you know, four, five, six picks, because he can probably give you a lot of what um, Kispert and Murphy will bring. And that's a dead eye shooter, somebody that's going to be instantaneous gravity for you out there because you're going to have to respect him because he's otherwise going to make you pay. If not Weisskamp, you know, I've mentioned uh, before several other players, but I'll tell you what, Jeremiah Robinson Earl's growing on me. Um, in addition to Kessler Edwards, who I've liked, you know, just a long guy that knows how to play the game that can, right. you know, give you a lot, a lot, a lot of areas. I think that's what the Pelicans are going to be looking for because they had so much success, right? With Najee Marshall last season, who wasn't even a draft pick, but I think they, mm-hmm. they, they've stumbled on something because the draft picks are all serviceable and all actually now positive, making positive impacts on the court. So I have trust that they're going to unearth somebody else in the second round. I agree with that. I think if you look at his drafts, his drafts have been good. Again, when he's, where he's tumbled, stumbled is, again, uh, when you talk about um, uh, free agents or, again, making trades for veteran players. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure, my friend. Look forward to our conversation each and every week. We'll talk next week about the draft, of incoming, uh, of course, uh, the impending free agency as well. Tell the folks about what you guys got going at the Bird Rights. Definitely, Eric. Uh, yeah, draft a couple of days. Um, and, of course, we've got four second-round draft picks to address. So, Talked about the first rounder. Now we're going to talk about uh, in our next article on who the Pelicans should be looking at. And, of course, after that, free agency. As you know, Eric, that's going to be the biggest thing. Pelicans have $36 million to play with. Demps, when he had that much money, struck out. Let's hope that uh, David Griffin does. And I hope we can unearth some names that the Pelicans are hopefully going to be looking at besides Kyle Lowry. 
No doubt about it. Again, at Ali Cassell on uh, Twitter. Ali, thanks for the time. We'll check in with you next week, my friend. Absolutely. Take care, Eric, and have a good afternoon. You do the same. Ali Cassell, The Bird Rights. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon restaurant so good hi eric asher here with my good friend mike that will see the tiktok cafe what'd you say eric hey mike you know what my prescription medication the tiktok cafe have in common what's that Where's they it? cause drowsiness dizziness nausea cramps diarrhea blurred vision muscle aches gas heartburn upset stomach constipation weight changes decreased sex drive impudence dry right, mouth ringing finished? in the ears depression oh yeah and suicidal thoughts it's the tiktok cafe Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or Dave me at insagency.com. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your A.C. ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new A.C., trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. America's number one tool store, Harbor Freight Tools, has a store opening near you. Visit our newest store off Memorial Boulevard and Bales Avenue in Picayune. Hurry in for unbeatable deals, like a 32-piece screwdriver set for 8 bucks, a cordless drill for 20 bucks, a floor jack for 85 bucks, and more. Harbor Freight Tools has served more than 40 million customers as the destination for everything from power tools and compressors to Jackson generators. Visit harborfreight.com to find your nearest store or shop Harbor Freight Tools in Picayune today. If you buy too much, you waste money. If you come up short, you waste time. And if you don't have the right metal, you waste time and money. You've got to spend wisely. Metal Supermarkets has the experience, knowledge, and inventory to get the job done right the first time. No matter what project you're working on, Metal Supermarkets is your first choice for any metal. Cut to size and ready fast. We also offer fast delivery and no minimum order size. Visit Metal Supermarkets in New Orleans or MetalSupermarkets.com. for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the course keeps changing right before your eyes. Whoa! And in order to maneuver it, you need an expert by your side. That's what Dell Technologies advisors do. 
They have the tech solutions you need to help you get out in front and stay ahead of the game. Woo! Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL and do more with modern devices in Windows 10 Pro. If your AC breaks down, think Burkhardt. Again, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. Honestly, reliable service. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. One of the guys I like to sell the bird rights for joining us in hour number one, Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC Podcast will join us at 535. Your phone calls at 504-260-1061 in our first segment are welcome. My name is Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Cajun Creole Cuisine at its finest. Mambo's is open at 411 Bourbon Street. We are offering our full menu. Dine in one of our dining rooms in our courtyard on Bourbon Street's only rooftop balcony. Check out our menu at mambosnola.com. Mambo's is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by delivery from our delivery partners, Chow Now, Grubhub, or Uber Eats. We also deliver in the quarter. Order now at mambosnola.com or give us a call at 504-407-3717. That's Mambo's, Cajun Creole Cuisine at its finest. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol.
like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Inside New Orleans, I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Take you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. iHeartRadio app, tune in radio app, take the show with you anywhere on the World Wide Web at uh, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com, our podcast on the Anchor Podcast, but we're on all the major podcasting platforms. Uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. This week, Juan Kincaid, sports director at Fox 8 uh, Sports, will join us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Of course, that's Thursday at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the LAE uh, uh, YouTube page. Our first rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 p.m. on The Deuce, WLAE-TV 2. Friday, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 p.m. on uh, WLAE-TV. Uh, Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com and on the WLE TV YouTube page. Again, special thanks to Ali Cassell for joining us in the first hour. Chris Gordy will join us in hour number two. Uh, and our phone lines are open in, in this uh, upcoming segment until we get to Chris at the bottom of the hour at 504-260-1061. Well, I'll tell you what, really, really bummed out about what's going on with the COVID-19 uh, uh, Delta variant right now. Uh, I mean, it's scary. I mean, we thought we were out of this. And a lot of us went out and, and did the right thing and got the vaccinations. Like I said on this program many times, I cannot in good faith tell, ask my audience to go out and get vaccinations when I have never been one that, would, again, runs out and get the flu vaccine. I got this vaccine because, again, uh, of, of it being the uh, COVID-19, uh, its rate of spread, uh, again, the you know everything else that's going on. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day, a good friend of mine who I thought was vaccinated, was he's not vaccinated, and we were discussing on why he's not getting vaccinated. And of course, the same things kind of crop up: uh, mistrust of the government, mistrust of of, of again uh, the uh, uh, the trials on again how the uh, the, the COVID nineteen virus, I mean COVID nineteen uh, vaccinations uh, were, uh, were were set up through. Um, uh, uh, you know, through the uh, through the FDA, et cetera, uh, the testing process. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why a lot of people feel this way. But the majority of us, okay, uh, across this country have gotten vaccinations. Not here in Louisiana. Uh, we, Louisiana is reporting now 4,043 more confirmed COVID cases today. According to NOLA.com, that is, again, the case average is now up 11-fold in one month. Uh, the CDC is now, again, saying that Americans need to wear mask, uh, masking indoors uh, in hot spots like here in Louisiana. So here we go again. Even if you've been vaccinated, they're, they're saying that, the, that they're, we, have to be, uh, we have to be wearing a mask indoors. Okay, I thought that was why we got vaccinated, why we went through all this uh, as well. Um, also, it's being reported by, by the CDC uh, that, again, this Delta variant that is, is having breakthroughs on those that were even vaccinated uh, is 100,000, 1,000 times more, um, more virus compared to the previous version of the virus. That was according to a recent study. That virus can overwhelm even strong protection from vaccines. 
This is not good news, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we're just getting to the point where we're looking toward the fall to be able to try to get back to a sense of normalcy with, again, our festivals, getting back to football, etc. Now, more and more people are getting vaccinated. They're, they're, they're heeding the warning. But, again, it got to the point where we're in, the, in, in this hot spot. Look, I was looking to get back on the roads uh, eventually here, you know, August to September. I mean, it really was shooting for August, shooting for August. I started having uh, two guests on my TV show. And all that now looks like the progress that we've had has now been stymied by those that are getting have refused to be able to get the vaccine. Look, it's your personal choice, but it affects every single one of us uh, at the end of the day. Look, I talked about my own son, who, again, refused to get the vaccine, uh, just said he didn't have the time. And I've told him, either you make time or you don't come back in my house, period, at the end. My son went and got the vaccine. So, again, uh, I mean, that's, that's within my own family. So, I mean, it is, this is, we are back where we were months ago. I mean, I can remember June 24th talking to one of our sponsors about the possibility of getting back out and doing um, remotes again. And again, that was in late June. And now here we are in late July, and we are right back where we were in terms of, again, this Delta variant, especially in a hot spot like Louisiana. Unacceptable, ladies and gentlemen. Unacceptable. Okay? Uh, a lot of us have done everything that we're supposed to do to be able to make sure that this virus does not spread. Some of us, like myself, have pre-existing conditions that don't preclude us to live the lifestyle that we lived before the, vac- before the virus uh, took hold across the world and here in, in the United States. But I was so happy to be able to start seeing people coming back to New Orleans and, and, and having the opportunity to see our restaurants full and our bars full and having the, the, the chance to be able to see people on the streets and the revelry that, again, comes with being here in New Orleans when it comes to the hospitality. And, of course, now with Saints Camp happening on Thursday and the opportunity to be able to get people out to camp to see the uh, practices and then the preseason just a couple weeks away, getting back to a full dome, etc. Look, I know it is a campaign season, uh, for Latoya Cantrell, and I know she would rather not put stringent requirements, and that's why we saw a mask advisory last week instead of, again, uh, a mask mandate because it is a political hot potato on how she handled uh, the, the COVID-19 virus. But don't put it past Latoya Cantrell to lock this city down again. So it is frustrating. Again, my, my, my wife's company now pushing it back. On, they, they were supposed to start having people come back and work in, working in the office full time uh, in August. That's being pushed back now to September, October. A lot of companies are looking to do that now because there are uh, segments of this population, whether it's political, whether, again, you're anti-vaccine, whatever it is, that have decided not to, not, not to get the vaccine and has allowed this Delta variant now to be able to spread, especially in hot spots like Louisiana where we have such a low vaccination rate. Very, very frustrating, ladies and gentlemen. We all want to get back to a sense of normalcy. We all want to be able to go to LSU and Saints games. We all want to be able to, again, hang out at our favorite restaurant and bar without any stipulations of having to wear a mask or having to worry about if the person next to you has been vaccinated or not. Especially for those that, again, that went out there and got the vaccinations and did what we were supposed to do. Again, can't force anybody to do anything. It's America at the end of the day. Uh, But, again, some companies are forcing and mandating uh, that their employees get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, you don't work there anymore. And that's just play it the way it is. But again, when you talk about people's free will to be able to, to be able to do that, at the same time, it ends up hurting, especially when you start talking about wholesale lockdowns or, again, at least mandates uh, that will take away the freedoms that, we, that we've become accustomed to, that, that we finally were back again. People feeling comfortable once again. Very, very frustrating. And it's not like we didn't see this coming. 
They told us this for months. Get vaccinated. This Delta uh, variant is coming, and it's going to be in, our, in, our, in, in the United States soon. Let's get ahead of it. Most of us heeded the warning. A lot of us didn't. And here we are, right back where we were before. All right. Going to take a break. We come back. want to talk some New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints going to training camp on Thursday. We'll get into that. Your phone calls are welcome at 260-1061. Don't go anywhere. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Audible. Summer is here and Audible is ready. Whether it's about road trips or just a return to your daily commute, stream bestsellers, new releases, great originals, and podcasts all in one app. Try it free for 30 days at audible.com. Look out for delays that are heavy on 10 westbound from just past Elysian Fields to Canal and then delays pick back up from just past City Park to the airport. Also look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. If you're traveling along the Crescent City Connection eastbound coming into the city, look out for delays from just before Chapatulas to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. 
back to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, in the market for a new system. Burkhardt's got you covered. Matter of fact, I'll say it right now. Do not sign that contract with any other any other company before you let Burkhardt at least come out and give you a price. Ask about their 25% uh, energy reduction guarantee. Uh, ask about financing for your unit as well. And, of course, know that, again, Burkhardt's going to be there. Treat your home like their home. First of all, to sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of, uh, of, of an air conditioning system. They'll do, uh, again, they'll use state-of-the-art equipment to measure your home, find out much, how much tonnage you need in your home or your business to keep it cool. Keep it cool in, in, in the summer and warm in the winter. And then if you come to an agreement, Burkhardt will get out there. They'll, they'll do the install for you, uh, that uh, new install quality check after one month. And more importantly, when they're there at your home installing your system, whether, they're again, they're replacing your ductwork, which, again, they'll, they'll manufacture at their state-of-the-art facility in Mandeville, or, again, just installing a, 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 a new system. Folks, I'm telling you right now, they treat your home like their home. You will never even know they're there. Uh, if you've got to go to work and come home and, 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 and the, and the uh, AC guy's finishing up, uh, they'll keep your home clean, treat it like, like their own, and more importantly, a company you can trust before and after the sale. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, that's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Saints, just a couple of way, days away from um, uh, training camp. We talked about it in the first hour uh, that Michael Thomas has been on, put on the pup list. Uh, now, again, it's a four-month uh, rehabilitation for the, uh, the ankle injury. Uh, that that he finally got surgically repaired in in June. So uh, don't expect Michael Thomas anytime soon. And based on again what he has turned into, again this diva, this malcontent who seems like he, he doesn't want to be here anymore. Um, again, I would not surprise me him to stretch this thing out even longer. Uh, I've lost a lot of faith in Michael Thomas uh, as a as a as a player, uh, as a New Orleanian, and as a Saint. I just have. Uh, it would be, you know, I, 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 de- I detailed that yesterday in my comments about Michael Thomas. If you want to hear that, you can go back on the podcast, the Anchor Podcast, and you'll be able to check that out. But, again, I've lost a tremendous amount of faith in, in Michael Thomas. He's on the pup list. Uh, Chris Hogan, he's 33 years old. Come on. He was playing lacrosse, okay? okay? Saints took a chance on him because he's cheap and he's a veteran. Maybe he comes in. He's a guy that, again, has great hands. Seems to be a guy that, again, would be more of a fit for a – Drew Brees-type player than maybe a, a Jameis Winston or, or, or a Taysom Hill. But, again, he is now with the team. Uh, no word on Quan Alexander at this point. They did sign Kendall Dotson, who is, again, just a camp body at this point. He's never been able to. He's been on, on teams for preseason, but never made an active roster. Uh, we talked about Brian Poole yesterday, who's been signed, cornerback formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, formerly of the New York Jets, but more of a guy that is, is a slot guy. And you got one of the best slot corners in all of the NFL in uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, who is going to be expected to be at least tested on the outside to see if he can play out the outside cornerback position. Again, mind-blowing. Why would you move a guy that's one of the best at his position to another position? Because then it weakens two positions. No matter, again, how good Brian Poole could or cannot be, and at the, uh, again, that inside corner position. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But a lot of things that the Saints did in the offseason just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I talked about it extensively yesterday. Now that we know about the $33 million in dead money and where that dead money is coming, knowing that, again, that you could have continued to pay a guy like um, – uh, a guy, a, a, at the cornerback position, um, name escapes me real quick, but um, having a chance to be able to, um, to, to, to hold on to, um, 
to some of your, your high-priced players, guys that, that you felt uh, would have um, helped this team uh, in this upcoming season and you didn't do it? You know, guys like Janoris Jenkins, who, again, had a uh, $7 million cap hit, but yet, uh, again, had $7 million in dead money. Makes no sense. Extend the dude. Extend him at that point. Unless he said he wasn't going to take the extension, well, then that, that's a different situation. He seemed to be happy. He said New Orleans was the best place he's ever been. You know, the same can be said for, for Emmanuel Sanders, especially because you knew the situation with Michael Thomas, that he didn't have the damn surgery. You didn't go out and get a, get, get a, a wide receiver in the draft. You didn't get a wide receiver in free agency, and you didn't hold on to Sanders. You could have extended Sanders, even again uh, on the other side of 30, extend him, put some dummy years out there. Uh, he had $6 million on the books. You, uh, you end up paying $4 million in dead money to let him go. I mean, it makes no sense. $7 million in dead money to, to, to let Jenkins go, and he was $7 million on the books. I mean, what sense did that make? I mean, again, I am questioning what's going on out there. I mean, I don't know. if they, Are they drinking heavily? They must be. Uh, you know, those are two positions right now where they have not filled. You knew the situation with Michael Thomas, and you didn't do anything about it. A bunch of undrafted free agents and a guy that, 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 again, you drafted in the third round who's done nothing for you thus far but been, again, actively injured uh, as a player, Traquan Smith. So you're in, t- you're in a tough spot in both places. Makes no sense. Cornerback, you can't find a corner. And you let a corner go. You got lucky with Eli Apple as a stopgap. And then when you brought in Jenkins, you got even luckier. But what, what do you have now? You got nothing. Got nothing at the quarterback position. Nobody on the outside. Again, you almost got to hope that a Debo can play as a, as a rookie at this point. And then, look, you went from a, a team that you figured that Michael Thomas was going to be able to at least mass some deficiencies with the wide receiver position. You don't have that luxury anymore. I think Callaway is going to be a good player. But is Callaway going to be a good player when he's got guys double-teaming him? I don't know about that. You know, the big problem with a lot of these young players are the, the ability, inability to get off the jam at the line of scrimmage, to be where they need to be in a timing offense like the Saints. Can you tell me, well, again, that any one of these guys, from, from little Jordan Humphrey to Callaway to Harris to Smith to McCleskey, who's an, uh, who was a, who was a, an undrafted free agent, uh, to, the, again, the, the draftee, Quan Baker, any of these guys going to be able to do this on a, on a consistent basis? Hey, man, they haven't showed it up to this point. Big, big, big mistake by the front office and, and, and the team. Not, again, shoring up that wide receiver position when they knew Michael Thomas didn't have the surgery. I mean, what were, what were the expectations there? Offensive line looks like it's intact. Kelly, again, goes on, goes on, on, on the um, – uh, he went on one of the uh, – on the uh, unable to perform list. Uh, but, again, he'll be back. But no matter what, they, they got some good depth at the offensive line. The question is now – Puts a tremendous amount of pressure on on uh, on Alvin Kamara. I mean, Kamara is going to get such big usage this year; it's going to be crazy because he's going to be used, utilized as a wide receiver. He's going to be utilized out the backfield. He's going to be utilized also as a running back. You got to hope he stays healthy. He's one of the few weapons they have, and it leads me again to my next question. You know, we thought again the problem was going to be the gutted defense. Now you got to start worrying about weapons on offense. And again, how does this affect the quarterback position? You know, on one hand, you say Taysom Hill could be a guy that can help you as a wide receiver and a jack-of-all-trades. But on the other hand, you might be in a situation where you might be better off running the ball more. And if you're going to run the ball more, you probably want a running quarterback. So maybe the system changes. And maybe, again, this becomes more of a running offense. And, again, using the RPO, using his ability to be able to, again, run, run the ball uh, with, a, with, again, an accent of, of Kamara and, and Murray. 
and maybe a little Montgomery tied in there as well. Montgomery may be a sleeper here because he's a guy that can play wide receiver and running back, and he's played wide receiver at a high level. Who knows? Again, he was one of the sleepers I thought about last year when he came in. Uh, he didn't do much until the end of the season when he got a chance to play running back and, of course, went over 100 yards. So there's some question marks there. Look, I like Jameis Winston as a starter. I think he gives, gives him the best opportunity to win, especially, again, if he has changed, his, uh, again, his approach. If he's not going to be a guy that's going to try to fit the ball in there, be a gunslinger, he's going to take care of the football, if the LASIK surgery works, so, again, he can see downfield. You know, all the things we've discussed this entire offseason, agnosium. But now, again, as you look at this and you look at this roster on the, on the offensive end, you say to yourself, man, are they better off at Taysom Hill as a quarterback here? Because of his ability to run the football? Because, of, again, his ability to be able to get out and, and, and run the RPOs? I mean, maybe so. But then on the flip side, you say, he's also a weapon, and you're taking another weapon away from this team. All I know is this is going to be the toughest coaching job that Sean Payton has ever had to do since he came to New Orleans. Been here since 06, Reworked that roster very, very quickly to turn him into, into a, uh, the, the opportunity to get into the NFC Championship in his first year. And, of course, 2009, the Super Bowl was one of the top teams in the NFL during his tenure here. But, again, uh, the, the heart and soul of this team is not here anymore, and that's Drew Brees. So many huge losses that have just gutted this team from leadership to, again, guys you were counting on. And, again, up until last, up until this week, Really, up until Friday, the real problem, the, the only real problem everybody was looking at was on the defensive end. Me too. I'm looking at the linebacker position. Still no Quan Alexander been signed. Still going to go with maybe these young linebackers. That's fine. I said it before. The problem is what happens if Demario Davis goes down? I mean, so far the football gods have not smiled on the New Orleans Saints in this offseason. You know, quite the contrary. If he goes down, come on, who's there at this point? you got nothing but unproven guys that are playing the linebacker position for you. Much like you got at the defensive tackle position. Undrafted free agents, for the most part, that are playing defensive tackle for you. So it's that nose tackle position. Tuttle, Roach, uh, Bronson is coming in as, as a college free agent. Lorenzo Neal coming as a college free agent. Are you kidding me? And, of course, the loss of Anyamata. Where now, what you got? Glasgow, Dalton, Huggins. Huh? What? Who are they? Going to put a lot of pressure on Cam Jordan this year because he's going to have to move inside. Got to hope he's going to stay healthy. and You really need him on the outside. And, of course, you got to have some guys that are going to step up, again, like Davenport, uh, Passing Gone, uh, the kid from, from, from Kansas City. Uh, Noah Spence is a veteran that's on this team now that maybe looked to have to step up. And, again, Peyton Turner's going to have to grow up quick. He's coming from the University of Houston and the, and, and the American Athletic Conference. You know how big of a jump that is to the NFL? It's a huge jump. I like Carl Grandison, but it's taken him a couple years out of Wyoming to make a difference. Hopefully, again, he continues to progress. And then I didn't even get to the cornerback position yet, which we've talked about. Uh, the letting of Janoris Jenkins go based on, again, a $7 million salary when you're paying $7 million in dead money made no sense, zero sense. Extend the guy, give him a little bit more money, put him, put him on the, uh, dumb, some dummy years there and do what you got to do and make this more of a cap-friendly deal this year and next year. You didn't have anybody to replace him. See, in the past, when the Saints have allowed players to go out of the door, they either had players that they had been grooming, moving into those spots, or they had targeted a free agent they could bring in to be able to fix that, to be able to fix that particular position. Now you got a cornerback that's going to be suspended one or two games on one side in Lattimore, and you got an unknown on the other side still today. 
You seem to be pretty pretty tight uh, again when it comes to the safety position, and 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 of course at the nickel corner you you're you're top notch. You not only have uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, you bring in Brian Poole now. Uh, we know that again PJ Williams can play that safety, but also again can play uh, inside. And of course Patrick Robinson, that's where he plays the best is on the inside. So you got an abundance of inside corners, but again a dearth of, of outside corners. We still don't know what the situation is with the punter and the holder. Tremendous amount of questions going into this, this camp on Thursday. And I felt all along through the offseason that even with the losses that they had, that, again, they would be able to overcome them and they would still be a playoff team. I said this last week. I mean, I threw out 15 questions about this team last week, and those questions have now probably grown to 20 when you start talking about this roster. Uh, if you got your black and gold glasses on, take them off because look at this realistically here. As we go into training camp, you can't look at this team and say this is a playoff team, shoe-in playoff team, even with the expanded uh, playoff format. I would like to think so. I would like to see based on, again, the talent on this team, the overall talent, but there are some holes on this roster. And believe me, coaches are going to take advantage of the holes on the roster. They're going to go right after them. And, by the way, you've got to have – a quarterback position that's, that's, that, that is going to be an asset and not going to be a detriment. And that is an unknown with both of these guys. So, look, I don't want to be gloom and doom. I'm just being a realist here. I'm hoping for the best, praying for the best for this team. But at the end of the day, uh, they got their work cut out for them. And a lot of that was, again, moves that they did not make. COVID-19 losses obviously lent to this as well. Again, that really hurt them in terms of the salary cap. But I'm sorry. When, when it came out with the $33 million in dead money, and I saw the dead money for two players, especially, again, Sanders and Jenkins, $7 million for Jenkins, $4 million for Sanders, it tells me, come on, guys, you could have worked out a deal to at least keep those two guys, uh, especially knowing that Michael Thomas had not had his surgery and knowing that, again, the landscape of getting a, 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 a polished corner in here that could play man-to-man defense was going to be very, very difficult, especially if you didn't get one in the draft early. So you didn't get a receiver early in the draft, and you didn't get a, you didn't get a corner early in the draft. It ended up hurting you. And hopefully that's not going to be something that's going to be something that's going to linger throughout the season. All right, we take a break. Oh, we got, we got, a, we got a caller? Okay, we got a caller on the line. Bobby has called us back from Destin. Bobby, you called in the first hour. I couldn't get to you. Making time for you now, my friend. How are you? Eric, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Good, man. Hey, uh, I've been down in Florida for like the last two or three days, and a friend of mine texted me today and said, Michael Thomas is going to be out four months. And I said, well, four months from June? He said, no, four months from today. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. No, it's four that months from June. Out. It's four months. Okay. He, had, he had the surgery in June, so four months from June. Okay, all right. Well, obviously he had erroneous information. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like you, man. Look, I'm taking my black and gold glasses off, man. I don't like what I'm seeing. And, look, I am a, the complete homer. You know that about me, Eric, when it comes to the Saints. But, man, I, I got to call a spade a spade. And, like, I, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it. It's just too many holes. Too, too many. many holes and too many question marks. Yep. I mean, so a lot of things. That you, from this, Everything that's gone wrong in the offseason, from this point forward, everything's got to go right. What's the chance of that happening? Uh, slim to none. Yeah, slim I mean, to none. I mean, it's just, just being a realist. Yeah, I'd love to sit here and say, "Oh, things are going to be right. Everything's going to be beautiful. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to overcome everything." Yeah, I hope that, but I just don't no. see it on paper. No, I don't either. I mean, 
and if if Aaron Rodgers plays Week One, so what it looks like he's going to, yep, he's licking his chops, man, because we don't have any corners, Eric. We have no, we don't not have any le- not not keeping Jenkins was a major mistake. Major it really mistake. was, especially when you talk about seven million dollars in dead money, and he was he was going to cost you seven million against the cap. It makes no and sense. It, and then we we signed this this kid that used to be with the Patriots. Now he's a he's a lacrosse player. Yeah, Hogan was a lacrosse. Hogan was playing professional lacrosse. Yeah, he wasn't going I mean, into a that, camp. He was playing professional lacrosse. It, so is that what, what we have like? Yeah, that's what it's boiled down to, do? to now. <laughs> when you I mean, are shopping at big lots, that's what happens. You see, when you go to the bargain basement stores to get your you get your uh, players, and you go into big lots, that's what you get. I mean, that's where I they've mean, been shopping. They've been shopping at big lots since the season ended. That's absolutely pitiful. I mean, pitiful. I don't know what to say about it. You know, I'm just going to go back to the beach and enjoy myself. And that's hey, what I would do. I'll be there when the season opens. I'll be there in, in my seat every single game. But I just don't see a lot of good times ahead this season. And maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Bobby, I hope you're wrong. I'm with you 100. percent. I'm, I'm hoping. And again, I'm pulling for this team. But I don't know if they did enough in the off season to offset the no. losses that they've had. No, and that's the issue. Not even close. Enjoy your vacation, my friend. Thanks so much for Thank calling you. back. Sorry I kept you Thank on hold so long. That's and uh, we'll talk to you when you get back to New Orleans. All right, man. All right, that's Bobby and, uh, Bobby and, uh, Bobby and Slidell, who is in Destin right now. All right, we take a break. We come back. Going to be joined by Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apathy. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians that dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miet Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency. So we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, 
Trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Marketing your business on social media these days can be a real challenge. Knowing the difference between a boost and a post or a click and a like can make your head swim. Plus the time and attention you lose from, you know, actually running your business. But don't worry, Cumulus Media is here to help. Our turnkey social media marketing options help you reach more than 1.1 million active users in the metro area on Facebook and Instagram and turn them into your customers. Contact us today to get started at NOLACumulusCares at Cumulus.com and ask about our Plus 20 special. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. (laughs) I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There, don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear. It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan. Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, think Burkhardt. Generator sales and service, they're the experts. First of all, I'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for for a generator in terms of uh, your your home or your business. And, of course, at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, uh, they, they have financing that's available for generators. At Burkhardt, again, they'll do a single-day install for you, 24-7, 365 emergency service with a warehouse that's fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. So, again, if you're in the market for generator, uh, whether it's for your business or your home, think Burkhardt. Burkhardt Air Conditioned Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, do we have him? Okay, we're, we're waiting on, uh, on Chris Gordy to join us on the program from Locked on um, SEC Podcast. Uh, he will, uh, Rudy will continue to effort him on, on, uh, on the show. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with the, um, with the SEC and also uh, Texas and, 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 and OU. That's going to be part of, of our conversation. All right, joining us in the program now, New Orleans' own Chris Gordy. Uh, he's a Rumble Raider. He's an LSU Tiger. He's doing it in a big time in, in Houston, Texas now. And, of course, uh, is also uh, uh, the host of the Locked On SEC podcast. Chris, how are you, bud? Hey, Eric. Good to talk with you, man. Good to talk to you, my friend. Chris, let's let's jump into it quickly again. Uh, you're in Texas, so again, you're right in the, in, in the heart of everything that's going on with again this uh, Texas and, and and Oklahoma leaving the uh, the Big Twelve. They formally uh, uh, put their um, uh, informally informed the, uh, the the conference today that again they'll be moving on. Uh, tell us a little bit about it from your perspective, what you're hearing, and, and what's happening there. Yeah, I mean it's. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I was at SEC Media Days last week, standing right next to Greg Sankey when this news broke, and 
sure enough, like within minutes, all the national reporters come running downstairs and they're all looking to get a quote from Greg Sankey. And, you know, all he would say when he turned around was, guys, I'm just focused on the 2021 season. And I kind of looked at a few other guys and said, well, that was not a denial. Uh, then later that day, we got statements from Texas and Oklahoma that both kind of said, you know, times always change and we're going, wait a minute, this thing might be happening. And so, sure enough, you know, I think we were all kind of behind the times, Eric. Like, we're all just finding this stuff out. These discussions have been had for over a year now. I mean, when you start to hear some of the details that Texas and Oklahoma both reached out to the SEC last year saying, hey, in the future, we'd like to maybe, you know, make a jump to your conference because we're looking at, you know, playoff expansion and TV contracts and all these other changes on the horizon. And so, yeah, I think all these discussions have been made, have been had behind closed doors. The only ones that were left in the dark on this, it sounds like, were the Texas A&M Mackies, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. uh, it's like you're – you know, it's like your ex-wife moving in, you know, next door to you. You Like, you don't want that. It's awkward. It's weird. You want to get far away from her. That's what A&M did. They ran to the SEC away from Texas, and now here comes Texas knocking on the door saying, hey, little brother, we're back. And so the, the Aggies don't like it. Um, you know, I think some of them are a little prideful and think, all right, well, we went 9-1 and last year. We were knocking on the door of the, of the college football playoff. Sure, bring on Texas. We're a better program than Texas right now. Meanwhile, the, the Longhorns, they've got all the money in the world, and they're thinking, hey, we're going to go in the SEC and make our, make our impression right off the bat. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting dynamic. I, you know, one good thing is we're going to get the Texas, Texas A&M rivalry back. That's one that the state mm-hmm. of Texas has really been missing for some time, so that'll be good. But, man, I'm just uh, – I, I keep asking myself every day, is this what's best for college football? Because – Man, it just feels like we're letting the money make the decisions and not so much the tradition and the rivalry. Tradition's been out the window for a long, long time, Chris. It, it's unfortunate. We grew up with a lot of tradition. It's what college athletics was about, was tradition. The ability to be able to see a kid started as a freshman and maybe, again, go, not end to go to the pros until their junior or senior year, watching that kid grow, watching it grow within, within, the, uh, within the, the, the framework of, again, uh, the, the athletic program or your favorite school. And that stuff's done now. I mean, again, uh, you know, everybody's in it. for uh, Now it's for the NIL, uh, name, image, and likeness. Now, of course, the ability to to be able to, uh, you know, be seen by the pros and to get to the pros as quick as you can, and it's just been been a feeder system. The what we grew up with is is done, unfortunately, and I don't think we'll ever be able to get it back. It's a great point. I mean, I grew up. I went to school with the, the Stealth Brothers at Rummel, and you know, I know right? both Kevin, Kevin and Craig. Both their dreams were to play for LSU and run out of that tunnel and, and wear the purple and gold. And nowadays, it looks like these kids on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, I just announced my top 36 schools. I'm going, 36 yeah. schools? Good Lord. And it's like there's no pride. There's no, you know, wanting to play for the hometown team anymore or play for this coach or whatever. It's, it's all about me, me, me. And, yeah, it's, unfortunately, that's where we are right now in college. Now, this is a lot, this is a lot about, as you mentioned, this is a lot about money as well. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma have a huge endowment. They have the, the again. They have they have some ties to both to the Big Twelve because of the, of the TV deals through twenty twenty five. But they have the ability to be able to buy their way out. Do you think they stick till twenty twenty five? Do you think they buy their way out? Maybe next season we'll see uh, Oklahoma and uh, and Texas in the SEC. Oh yeah, this is happen- This is happening in twenty twenty two. This is the, the twenty twenty five stuff is just a formality. Like, don't believe any of that. They're they're having to say 2025 because that's when the contract is up. But go look back when Texas A&M and Missouri jumped ship to the Big 12 and joined the SEC. They, they both had to pay buyouts. So 
this is uh, it's a formality, and everybody I talk to says this has happened in 2022. So we're going to enjoy, you know, one last year of 14 teams in the SEC this year. The Big 12 will enjoy one last year of Oklahoma and Texas. But yeah, all these changes are coming. You know, not this upcoming season, but the next year, and it's going to happen that quickly. Um, you know, the number that I saw was. Uh, you know, $1.3 billion is what they think the SEC could be making mm-hmm. in a couple of years. That's how much money the NCAA made just last year. The SEC is going to be making that every year, that just themselves in a couple of years. So that's, that right there screams, my God, like the money that you can make here. And somebody brought up, I mean, the, the interesting part about all this is it will be fun for the fans. You know, I don't know if it means mm-hmm. your team is going to win more games, making the competition that much harder, but you know, I had a buddy who, who works in Austin. He said, man, you talk about a home slate of fans coming to town. He goes, you know, these past couple of years, we've had Baylor or Kansas or Kansas State. He goes, now you switch those out, and suddenly we have Florida or Alabama or LSU coming to town. You don't think we're going to sell more tickets, pack more hotels, and, you know, fill more restaurants? Absolutely. So, yeah, the money is not just with the schools. It's also these college towns, Austin and and Norman, Oklahoma are going to feel the impact with the SEC schools coming to town instead of the, the lesser Big 12 teams. What is the future of the Big 12? What's going to happen to the schools that are left over? How does that affect the group of five at this point, uh, again, in terms of maybe adding play, adding teams to that particular conference? Or, again, maybe, again, the Big 12 dissolving and, and, and again, um, those, those uh, member schools heading to other conferences? It's a great question. I mean, as of right now, the Big 12 is hoping to salvage things, but they, they have a ticking time bomb on their hands. And, you know, right now a lot of schools are thinking it's every man for themselves. I mean, we, we saw yesterday West Virginia's already talking to the ACC about maybe jumping ship there. Kansas is talking to the Big 10 about jumping in with them. And so, you know, if, if the Big 12 loses one or two more teams over the, the next couple of weeks, then I don't think there's any, any saving it. If they can – at least rally in the current eight teams and say, look, let's keep all these people on board. And they start talking with a Houston or an SMU or a Cincinnati or, you know, UCF. Like, I think that that's viable to save the conference and, and keep it afloat. But, man, it's, it's going to take some real negotiating tactics. And right now you're looking at, you know, the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten are all looking to poach schools from other conferences because they're going, man, look at what the SEC's doing. We, we better yeah. keep up with the Joneses here. So, it's really interesting, Eric. I mean, I think five years from now, we're talking about the NCAA does not exist as we know it with college athletics. I think we're talking super conferences, how that looks, how that works. I have no idea when it comes to the college football playoff, but I know the little the little schools are going to hurt. You know, I know the Rices and the, the Citadel or the Arkansas States, you know, those schools that go get those big paychecks, million-dollar mm-hmm. payday to go play a game at LSU or million-dollar payday to go play at Tuscaloosa, Alabama, those games are, are going to go – you know, the way of the dinosaur. And so I don't know what's going to happen with some of these programs and how they're going to keep up financially with, with the money. That's an excellent point. Uh, you've got Oklahoma visiting Tulane this year, okay? That, I mean, that doesn't happen, right? Uh, Tulane, I would say, visited Oklahoma. Uh, those, those particular pay, those, those pay, those pay games are going to go away because, again, you can only play so many games in a season, and with these expanded conferences, you're going to have to play your conference games. And if you do step out, you're probably stepping out to play a bigger team uh, for a bigger payday for your uh, particular uh, university rather than paying out, you know, uh, one to a smaller school where you got an instant win. But, again, it's great for that school because they get a chance to be able to play at Tiger Stadium, get the big payday, all the things that go with that. And, of course, that helps them keep their program alive. Yeah, one 
hypothetical I've heard is, you know, at least with the SEC, you, you cap it at 16. You have eight teams on both sides. Let's just say LSU, for instance. You, you stay in the SEC West, and, and this is my proposal. You slide Alabama and Auburn to the east, you know, and then put Oklahoma and Texas in the west. That's an easy move. You preserve the, the Alabama-Tennessee rivalry in the east, which everybody's so protective of, and you preserve the, the deep south oldest rivalry between Georgia and Auburn. So you, you keep all those games going. Then you expand to a nine-game SEC schedule. So you play the seven opponents on your side, and then you play two crossovers on the other side. And then you schedule, you know, at least leaves your room for three non-conference games against the, the smaller opponents. Maybe one power five and then, you know, a, a Nichols or a Southeastern, something like that. At least in that scenario, it keeps the smaller schools on the schedule and allows them to get their paydays. But I don't know if it's going to be that simple. Been some talk that, again, that um, the SEC may tap into Clemson or some of the other big-time schools and maybe go to 20. Do you think it'll stay at 16? I caught up with Paul Feinbaum last Thursday at SEC Media Days, and he and he said to me, he thinks, you know, he, he said, it is not just Oklahoma and Texas. He goes, I, from what I've heard, the SEC has been flirting with a lot of schools. So he seems to think that, that it would not just be Oklahoma and Texas, that the SEC could go to 18 or even 20. I just don't like that. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's silly. I mean, you know, what, then why even have a conference at that point if you're talking 20 schools? Because not everybody's going to be able to play each other. It's just no, it, it doesn't make any sense. So um, at least, you know, Clemson, everything I've heard, the, the ACC is doing everything they can to hold on to them. It basically is Clemson's conference. Why would Clemson want to go make it harder on themselves? Like, you're running the ACC right now. You're winning, you're winning mm-hmm. it every year. You're going to the college football playoff. It'd be stupid for you to bail and go try to go, you know, take on the Alabamas and the Floridas and the Georgias. So, um, yeah, I think Clemson stays put. Florida State was one we heard years ago right. that was very interested in joining. I, I was in Tallahassee last year. I got to drive around their campus. It looks like an SEC school. I mean, they've got all the resources. The practice field is beautiful. The yep. stadium is outstanding. So Florida State would fit right in. Uh, some other ones we've heard in the past, West Virginia and, and, uh, and Virginia Tech. We know West Virginia would fit in because their fans get drunk and set couches on fire. So <laughs> they would fit in the SEC just fine, but – uh, yeah, if it were up to me, Eric, I mean, I would cap it at the 16 and keep it that mm-hmm. way. But it's it's been talked about that, that they're yeah. at least flirting with some other schools. Well, and, and, and of course, one of the reasons why is, is that where's it going to stop when it comes to the Pac-12, when it comes to the Big Ten? If they start to absorb more and more teams, you don't want to be in the, if you're the SEC, you're, you're, you're the big dog. You're not going to put yourself in a position where, again, you're not going to have the premier conference. So, uh, I mean, we could, you mentioned it. We could end up with four super conferences, and that's it. And then you think you've got a problem with the have and have nots now. What will you have then? Yeah, and then, like, what do the other schools do? Like, the Rutgers or Rice, like, do they go down to Division Two? Do they, you know, like, right. two lanes? So yeah, there's just so many, so many possibilities on, on the table. And, yeah, you, you, you mentioned two lane. I, I, wish, I wish they had been stronger at least these past couple years with football, maybe a couple double digit win seasons, because then, yep. you know, they could be sitting there right now. But UCF's name keeps getting thrown around left and right about jumping mm-hmm. into one of the bigger conferences because UCF has kind of proven themselves the last few years that. They are a good program. They are a good team that could jump into a Big 12 or, or an ACC. So not to say Tulane's been bad, but, man, you just wish they had performed a little bit better in recent years. And they'd have a lot of conferences knocking on their door right now. No doubt. Got about, got about a minute and a half left. Talk to, tell me about LSU. What do you think about the Tigers going into the season? 
Well, I keep saying they're not going to win the game in Tuscaloosa. I just uh, Alabama's too loaded, and it's and that's a difficult place for anybody to win. I mean, think about it. Two years ago, it took a historic offense of the Heisman Trophy winner, and you still only won by a couple of points. So um, I can't see LSU winning that game, but I can see them winning all the rest. And so where does that leave them? Does that get them into the playoff as an at-large bid? Possibly. The game that scares the heck out of me, Eric, is week six. Texas A&M hosts Alabama. The Aggies are absolutely loaded. They've got a, a ridiculous run game um, with, with Isaiah Spiller and a couple other guys, and then their defense is loaded. They're loaded in the trenches on both sides of the football. If they can figure out their quarterback spot with Haynes King settling in there, they host Alabama week six. I think A&M's got as good a shot to knock off Alabama in that game because it's going to be a sold, packed-out Kyle Field. If A&M wins that game, Eric, they're in the driver's seat to represent the SEC West. They're going to play LSU the final week of the season. If A&M beat, even if LSU beats A&M in that game, A&M is still winning the SEC West, and they're going to Atlanta. So that's just a game that really scares me from a standpoint of A&M's kind of been LSU's little brother, you know, ever since they came into the conference nearly a decade ago. If A&M can knock off Bama and finally do it, and Jimbo's a heck of a coach, man, you're talking about A&M jumping LSU and kind of the, 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 you know, the rankings in the SEC, and right. that's just a little bit scary to me. There you go. Chris, always a pleasure. At Chris Gordy on um, on Twitter, and of course, Locked on SEC Podcast. We'll talk again soon, my friend. Thanks, Eric. Good to talk with you, man. Chris Gordy. Uh, again, uh, New Orleans Zone, Chris Gordy. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free. Intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC... Trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? 
How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Avenue. This week at Macy's, get 20 to 40% off everything you need for pool parties, barbecues, summer vacations, and more. And it's the perfect time to get a jump on back to school with 20 to 60% off looks you'll want to wear on repeat. Now at Macy's. Plus, the big home sale starts Wednesday with 20 to 70% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Tom Bodette here, still leaving the light on for the long-haul trucker. While we were locked down at home, you were out there day and night bringing us what we needed to make it through. And Motel 6 is here to help you make it through. Want to trade a loose load strap and a sore back for a good night's sleep? Yes, you do. Motel 6 has a place just down the road with a clean, comfortable room and a great low rate. You'll know it when you see it. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. America's number one tool store, Harbor Freight Tools, has a store opening near you. Visit our newest store off Memorial Boulevard and Bales Avenue in Picayune. Shop our huge selection of tools and equipment at unbeatable prices. Harbor Freight Tools has served more than 40 million customers as the destination for everything from power tools and compressors to jacks and generators and so much more. Visit harborfreight.com for great deals and to find your nearest location or shop in store today in Picayune. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our great sponsors. You go to ericasher.com for a slash of the sponsor sponsor our program. Rudy back at studio. Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, and Chris Gordy of Locked On Saints, or Locked On SEC Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Coming up next, Jude Young with All Access. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catcher, the governor, they all got to go. Call.